Hey fans, we're in a bit of a pickle here. Why? What happens? Uh, I've heard rumors, okay, that our last episode received a lot of backlash. We all know what we did. We appropriated another culture, portrayed a historical figure as a serial killer of birds. We fucked over the fans by not doing a proper dinosaur. We talked about shooting of a protected species, criticized it for wanting to reproduce when its population is declining, and ruined a cultural icon. And worst of all, we dishonored the podcasting gods who are now all butthurt. Because their butt is now dry and unmoistened by our lips. And now Squishy wants to have a meeting with us. We're expecting his call any second now. I'm afraid he's gonna shut us down. How can they do that? This is your show. <sighs> oh well, when I registered with the House of the Atmospheric Cilantrata, I obviously didn't give them my brain. But they were interested in the show's message due to that Dickinsonia episode. So I... Kinda sold them the rights to the show. But hey, I was compensated. How much did they give you? Oh, it was a hundred bucks. And a box of cookies. And a pamphlet. How could you do such a thing? That's bullshit. You guys know how tired I want Al, you're editing that out. Take two. Hey, you guys know how tired I was after that third episode. I guess fuck it, I'll never do the show again. Might as well get some money. And cookies. And spiritual enlightenment, you can't put a price tag on that. And they did enlighten me, they supported and encouraged me so I can keep making the show, cause they see potential in it. Ah, oh, fuck, it's Squishy. Guys, shh. Hello, Darwin. Hey, Squishy, how are you today? I am fine. Are you doing a show now? Yeah, I actually am. Okay, then. I will call you back after you finish. And good luck with the episode. I hope it is a very nice one. It will be awesome. Bye, Squishy. Shit, 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 shit. Yeah, bantis. Životi, Squishy, I sabishi. Al, you're gonna edit that out. And since your Windows update is finally completed... After two weeks. Al, we're finally traveling back in time, aren't we? Do we really have to? Yes, we need to satisfy the fans this time. Like for real. If we're to stay on air, we need to make an awesome, awesome episode, episode this, this time. time. So we're gonna time travel, cause today... We're doing a real dinosaur. <laughs> I'm not ready for the show, just can you put some longer music on? What happened? He's crying. Darwin, what's wrong? You know, I put my heart and soul into these shows. They're very personal to me. It is not easy exposing your inner thoughts and feelings to the public. I've learned a long time ago that other people will never be satisfied with anything you do. However good your intentions are... However much you try to play their game, people want to be dissatisfied. People want outrage. They allow you to make mistakes so they can drag you down, silence you. Because this gives them a sense of control over at least something in their lives. 
the only person you can satisfy is yourself. <laughs> but now we live in a world where you need to satisfy collaborative groups of people, organizations, parties which are much larger than yourself. You are meaningless to them and they can squish you like a bug if you don't comply and are of no use to their interests. You are disposable the moment you stop bleeding money or political favor. Darwin, I don't think it's wise to talk about this. I don't know, Al. I find it very hard to make a show under the pressure and lingering threat that the product of my passion and love will fade away and become an empty husk of a curiosity, just like dinosaurs. Oh, I really needed to do a dinosaur this episode to constantly remind myself of the show's impending mortality and transience. Oh, I, I guess we can start. You can edit that all out. Hey fans, so we're doing a dinosaur this time! Ugh. You know how many episodes we've done now? You can count them all on your fingers and this is the 10th episode. But you know who can't count to 10? Or even to 3? This dinosaur we're doing. Cause it has one finger on each hand! A giant middle finger to be precise. Cause that's how you greet those pesky scientists when they dig up your remains from their eternal harmonious rest. And I don't even want to try and pronounce its name, because it's named after a city in Inner Mongolia, China, and I don't want to appropriate another language. Ugh. It's called Lenhenicus, or Lenhenicus monodactylus. Well, the species name obviously means one-fingered, but the genus name... Mm, do not offend anybody, because this episode is already in a tight spot. I'm gonna pronounce the dinosaur's name randomly and incorrectly each time I say it. Because it's fun! And not offensive, I hope. I really didn't think this through. Oh, you're not satisfied with that? Well, blame those pesky paleontologists. You know how all animals have common names, so we can easily pronounce them and feel an emotional attachment to them. Or define them by their country's name. Well, dinosaurs never have a common name. Like, think about it, do you know any dinosaur with a common, comprehensible, easily pronounced name? No! They just have those scientific Latin names, so edgy kindergartners can work real hard on learning to spell the name of their favorite animal. These scientists are so smug about naming dead things with a dead language that they always go the extra mile to ensure that you will always have difficulties pronouncing their taxons. So this Limnohynechus is just one genus of a whole group of dinosaurs called Alvarezsaurs. No, not Alvarezosaurs, but Alvarezsaurs. Try pronouncing that. They want to be cool, but they try to make a fool of me! Oh jeez! Why they have to go and make these names sound complicated? They don't even try to take the pronunciation into consideration! Just look at these names! A resort, kill a sorrel, then a kiss! I gotta use what they give and try to transform it into content that is fun and informative and entertaining! No, no, no! Dude, chill out, what's yelling for? You should be positive. How am I supposed to be positive? They're shutting us down. I don't even know why I'm doing this episode. What's the point? And I don't really care about this dinosaur. Years ago when I found out about it, I thought it was cool and interesting, but now... Yeah. Ugh, we don't know much about it. There are a few research papers, but they're full of these Latin names. And millions of bones, too. Yes, that as well, and I don't feel like acting like I understand any of that. The only reason I picked this thing is because it's the 10th episode, and this thing can hardly do any math with those stupid one-fingered stubby hands. I just want to make fun of it. 
Darwin, if this ship is already sinking, do what you like to do. Yes, Darwin, how about we make one of those elaborate scenes that you like to do? Hmm, maybe that would cheer me up. Okay, I'll cut it here. So, fans, you know how long ago this thing lived? I don't either, because I studied biology, so I hate math. But I imagine this poor thing also hated math as well. If there was dinosaur school back then, it would flunk every grade. Class, the test is starting now. Hands on top of your desks. No cheating. Remember, I have a long neck and can check up on any one of you. Linny, this test is especially important to you. If you fail it, you are failing the great young man. But Mrs. Brachio, I can't help it. I can't count past two. Silence, the test has already started. Hmm. Linny, you keep looking at your hand. Do you have something written on the palm of your hand, young man? No, Mrs. Brachio, I'm trying to count. I don't believe you, Linny. You have been constantly failing my class. I'm not cheating, Mrs. Brachio. Raise up your hands, young man. <gasps> Linhelicus monodactylus. Are you flicking me off? No, ma'am. You're flipping the boot, young man. No, I'm not. You're giving me the finger. No, ma'am, it's not my fault. And with both hands. I was born this way, Mrs. Brachio. This is unacceptable behavior. You're going to the principal, no, young man. Please. I'm taking you to Mr. X myself. Mr. Rex, young Lenhenicus here has been showing very inappropriate gestures with his fingers. It is all a misunderstanding, Mr. Rex. I can't help it. Lady, why are you hiding your hands behind your back? Show me your hands, son. <gasps> young lad, this is the most obscene behavior I have ever witnessed in this school. Mrs. Brecchio called his father. Oh, no, Mr. Rex. Immediately, Mr. Rex. Come in, Mr. Monodactylus. Yo, teach, what's up? Mr. Monodactylus, your son has been acting very naughty in class. We will most likely need to expel him. Oh, is that so? Linny, when we get home, I'm a bitch with my finger boy. No, Daddy, not again. Um, Mr. Monodactylus, this is an educational institution, and we abide by a strict codex of behavior. Can you please remove your hands from your pockets? Oh, fine, your majesty principal. There. <sighs> Mrs. Brachio, I think this is a case of like father, like son. I agree, Mr. Rex. Okay, I should be honest, that was really fun. Okay, on to some biology now. So you know how T-Rex is famous for having those really small arms with tiny reduced fingers. Well, Libro-Cyberneticus here not only had one finger on each hand, but the arms were very short and stubby. You look at art of this thing and it looks like it has claws for nipples. And Lemon Party Kiss here, along with all Alvarez sores, are theropod dinosaurs, so they are actually related to T-Rex. You know, Alvarez sores are actually a recently described group of dinosaurs in 1991, and originally they were interpreted as flightless birds. Because birds are also theropod dinosaurs. Actually, because of some characteristics in their bone morphology, their sternum is elongated and deeply keeled, just like with birds, because birds have those well-developed pectoral muscles. Mm, chicken breasts. And also their whole arms are reduced with very reduced fingers. Oh, oh man. Guys, you know what this reminds me of? Those giant chicken wings from that restaurant I like. Please, oh, in that barbecue sauce. <sighs> Guys, we should order some. I don't have a body. I'm not even human. I'm a supernatural being. Well, Dr. Megalo, you're human. Come on, man. Well, I don't eat chicken because it is laced with estrogen. They want to control our minds. Well, I'm already a member of Hacks, so fuck it. I'm ordering. Al, you can cut the episode until I finish eating. Man, that was good. Okay, I'm... I'm satisfied. We can do the episode properly. 
So all Alvarez sores show reduction in fingers. Ugh. Ugh. Al, please cut that out. But their second digit is also very enlarged. Most Alvarez sores have very reduced third and fourth digits. But Latin Namicus here is the only Alvarez sore that has just one finger. Though they have a reduced third metacarpal, but since the actual finger bone of this metacarpal is not present, it is not really a finger. And before we move on, yes, these dinosaurs possibly had feathers, so we're doing another bird, yay! Actually, hold your horses, no need to send me hate mail, cause technically, evidence of feathers was not found in Lindsay Lohanicus here, but rather in a closely related species called... <sighs> I need to pronounce this shit. Uh... Shuivia deserti. So this is a non-avian dinosaur, and I still fulfilled my promise. When I'm cancelled, at least they can't say I didn't deliver. But maybe it did have feathers or fur, or wore a funky leisure suit. These things are never preserved, so we can never be sure. Although if the leisure suit was made of polyester, I bet it would be preserved in the fossil record. This dinosaur also had a long brown ponytail and big juicy boobies. This is what I believe and you cannot deny it! Well, Dr. Megalo, we can't. Might as well be true. And until the scientists gather enough evidence to disprove us, the internet will be flooded with big boobied Lyrocrofticus fan art from our listeners. That sounds awesome. Can we time travel now? Ow! Now you're interested in time traveling? Ugh, let me finish the biology stuff. The time travel will be the climax of the episode. And the climax for you, it would seem. So what we do know, apart from the finger thing, is that all Alvarez sores, including Long Legicus, had pretty long legs and were awesome at running. Cause if your hands are too short to reach for the gun, it's at least good you can run away. They were kinda like ostriches. And don't be fooled that this was giant like T-Rex. It was really small. Some sources say it was a meter tall, and others say it was the size of a parrot and could fit on the palm of your hand. And another thing all Alvarez sores shear, even Long Stauticus, even though I think its head was never found, is a long snout with a pretty weak lower jaw that cannot open too much and tiny teeth. So it is believed they were similar to today's anteaters, possibly even had a long tongue and could use their claw fingers to dig into ant or territe nests. <sighs> Not again. Guys, do you hear that creaking? What creaking? I don't hear anything. Jeez, I think I'm imagining it. I think I'm having flashbacks. Uh, anyway, no termite nests have ever been found showing any predation signs by Lamomychus latipedicus. And even if it was true, just look at the episode art, look at that silly thing. It would need to intimately hug a termite mound to even touch it with its claw. I'm imagining that image in my head, and it's hilarious. But you know what else has a long tongue? Woodpeckers. And you know what they like to eat? Corsican nuthatch eggs. Well, there is some evidence to suggest that some Alvarez sores were nest predators poking eggs with their claw and sucking up the insides. You know, T-Rex had only two fingers on each hand. It might as well have bullied on its more puny, more fingerless cousin. So it can relieve its own emotional issues. But it's doubtful, because even though T-Rex and Limp Dickicus both lived in the late Cretaceous, life Endicus died out a few million years before T-Rex was even born. But since we've only found two specimens, who knows, the margins are narrow, maybe they even live together. And do I really have to explain the Cretaceous period? Go watch any dinosaur show ever made! Or better yet, keep listening! Cause Al, are you ready? Sure. Al, bring us back to the Cretaceous period! Okay, here we go!
Um, ow, my cybernetic thyroid is swollen. Ow, why do you always fuck it up? I'm scared, Darwin. I never did this before. Well, man up and lose your temporal virginity already. Darwin, this constitutes harassment in the workplace. I will need to notify our HR department. We don't have an HR department. The closest we have to anything is Dr. Megalo's scientific consultancy. You really want him in charge of your disputes? Well, we can get Darwin in court and make him pay with new breast implants. Um, no thanks. Come on, Al. Please help the show out. It will be like those video games you play so much. Please, pal. Okay, Darwin. I will do this. Because you are my friend. And you are mine. Al, my pal. Please never say that again. Okay. We're going now. back in the Cretaceous for about 15 minutes and saw a lot of shit and recorded everything and the fucking recording got corrupted due to time traveling shenanigans because we play around with the time space continuum who knows what else happened to us maybe we were radiated or lobotomized without realizing we could still make a fake recording of your experiences who do you think I am, huh? Ray Santilli with his alien autopsy video? I'm done. I don't have time for this shit. I don't care anymore. Gonna be canceled anyway. Did you at least see this dinosaur? No. No signs of lost finger kiss. Because you know what Al did? He sent us to the coordinates of modern day Inner Mongolia. But back then, all the continents were in different places. So who knows where we ended up? But you know what? We did see a fucking T-Rex. Oh, did it chase you down? No, it was eating poop out of the butthole of a rotting carcass. Cause seems like that thing was a scavenger. And you know what else? The T-Rex was covered in brightly colored feathers and looked like a giant tropical turkey. But I don't want to eat it for Thanksgiving cause it feeds off of shit and rotting meat. I never want to time travel again because apart from risking my brain being rewired, it's fucking ruining my childhood. If I knew it was a turkey, I wouldn't have spent all my allowances on those toys as a kid. But hey, you know what else we saw? A UFO dropping off a dead mutilated triceratops. Cause it's not just T-Rex obsessed with probing dead buttholes, but aliens too. Darwin, that part never happened. Oh shut up, Al. Since we lost all our evidence, at least we could tell a cool story. You're such a buzzkill. But I'm done with the episode. I don't have anything else to say. What about all those research papers? I don't understand any of them. They remind me how bad my college education was and how I'm a fucking failure in the science I love with all my heart. Al, we're gonna cut this out and any mention of time travel in this episode. Al, are you taking notes? Um... Of course I am. Well good, at least you're not gonna screw up the editing. We're cutting it here, and I'm gonna do some generic final words, okay? So listeners, since Little Nonicus was described in 2011, and we only had two specimens, we still don't know much about it. The research studies go into full detail on every single bone that was found. And every single nook and cranny of those bones. I don't understand any of it, but I will reference some studies in the episode description so you can research for yourselves. So stay safe, guys, and see you next time. Shit. This is where we're gonna cue the outro music. Okay, I'm done. Ah!
I didn't have time to prepare. Well, fuck it. I'm gonna put Squishy in his place. Hello, Darwin. Hey, Squishy. So, how did the episode go? It went very badly. And to be honest, lay it on me straight, okay? I hate how you beat around the bush and make me feel intimidated. Just say it already. Darwin, what are you talking about? You called me on this meeting so you can tell me you're shutting me down. Um... I don't understand. How can we shut you down? Because I was stupid and sold you the rights to my show. No, you didn't. What? Did you even read the contract, Darwin? Why are you in my head? I'm speaking to you telepathically because this is confidential and personal between me and you. What? You sold us the rights to advertise on your show. The show is yours, but all advertisements must be for our products and services. But how? why did you rebuild my house from the ground up if it's not your property? Darwin, are you really asking me that? I don't get it. Because I'm your friend, we are a community. Huh? You need to have faith that not everybody is bad. That not every friend will stab you in the back. And nobody is out to get you. That's why you joined us, remember? I'm an asshole. I do have trust issues. And fears and anxiety. And I need your friendship. You already had it all this time. I know our kind has an invested interest, and it's difficult for people to trust. But imagine our fears when stronger and faster organisms started dominating our home. And evolution just gave up on us, like we are irrelevant. Yesterday's outdated evolutionary trends. So my clan took to the skies, new ground, nothing existed out of the water back then. We were forced to stick together and developed our own society, went our own separate ways while our aquatic ancestors stagnated and remained the same to this day. Darwin, we're dying out. The atmosphere is not the same it was millions of years ago. And if we don't do something to stop this nonsense, well, I won't be here to provide you my friendship. Squishy, I wasn't prepared for this. Neither were we, Darwin. I always thought you were the secret villain of the show. Maybe I am, Darwin. It is all a matter of perspective, and life is not black and white. We all coexist on the same rock and need each other, whatever your feelings may be. Well, how can I help my friend out? I call this meeting so we may discuss diversity. Um, what? Darwin, you have showcased only two organisms that don't have a brain. This does not properly reflect our organization's values, which I believe you are familiar with now. So, 
you just need me to cover other types of organisms? Just try not to cover an animal or plant next time. Well, fuck. We're gonna have three consecutive organisms. Why three? Because lame Handicus cannot count to three, and I still want to milk that cow dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Hey, you know, I want to dedicate this ending bit to someone very special to me and very close to my heart, my best friend. Because listeners, even though it is not visible at first, my friend is a huge part of this show, my personal inspiration, the fuel which drives me to imprint my heart and soul into these episodes and continuously put them out so my friend can be entertained and laugh and smile. Because... We are not living in very nice times right now, okay? Apart from the jolly shit that's been happening the past year, I, like a lot of other people, am slowly being enveloped by the darkness and loneliness of this mundane existence and cracking under the pressure of obstacles which are much larger than myself and changes occurring to this world which is so vast. None of us have any control over any aspect of it. We can't even control our own lives. But my friends is the only person who constantly and unconditionally supports me and encourages me and continues to be my guardian angel. However far apart we are. And however fucking freaky and weird and mean-spirited I can get. However much I want to be just invisible and alone. This friend accepts me for the fuck up I am. And is crazy enough to continue loving me and never gives up on that. But viewers, if it wasn't for this marvelous friendship which strengthens me every day and my desire to help this friend get through their equally fucked up days with a smile, with some joy in their heart, I would not have continued making this show. I would have given up just like in the past with all my projects I started because nobody gives a shit about me or about bugs and frogs. But to hell with popularity and view counts. I'm doing this show so I can imprint my ideas, my passions, my heart and my soul into something. Whatever this is I do. Because obviously my show is not strictly documentary or educational. Nor is it well-written comedy. It is a fuck up. Just like me. So, to my best friends, thank you for every second of your attention and every chunk of your willpower which you share with me every single day and your support and care which I don't always deserve. And I love you too. And happy birthday. And to my listener, if for some reason you're still here, like listening this very second, wow. Thank you. I really am making this show for myself. And my poopy friends. I make content I personally like to listen to. How narcissistic. Leaving a trail of my random thoughts and intimate feelings towards not just biological stuff, but life, society, and all that other fucked up crap we have to live with and eventually die without ever truly beginning to understand it all. So if there is someone who's been listening all this time enjoying my fuckuppery, thank you. 
I appreciate you. I don't know what to say to make it sound special, cause I don't want to act out some fake praises in my very personal, very honest show. But you really are appreciated. And I'll keep making these as long as I can. It was a rough ride, but I managed to get 10 episodes up, so now I'm official, I guess. I don't care about that. I'm just glad that we now have the means to create and share independent and niche content. I don't even have a microphone, I use my smartphone. Life tends to get in the way, but as long as I'm expressing my true feelings and making content that I personally enjoy and have fun creating. Without it feeling like it's a job. I'll keep doing it, and I hope you'll keep enjoying it too.